No one can ever get out of a conversation with me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin. Sapnin. You're listening to episode 102 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my partner in crime, Morgan Richards, a.k.a. hip-hop's very own Mo Dick. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and we're about to learn the beauty of suffering uh, with Holy Roller, Twistfuls, and Blessed Conversations. Yeah, go on. Go on. But this this is where you... No, yeah, where I normally do, yeah, mm. but you've gone on so long, I've uh, <laughs> forgotten what we're doing. No, uh, yeah, this week's guest is the fantastic and ever-lovely Courtney LaPlante from The Brilliant Spirit Box. What a band, what a person, what a human, what a lovely chat we had. Well, honestly, Sean, Spirit Box have been taking the heavy music world by storm over the last year or so with a series of singles that have forced people to take notice. They've just signed a massive deal with Rise Records while they're working Massive? On- what do you mean? What do you know? What do you know about a massive deal? How much did they get paid? Do you know? Well, I've got the contract here, but I don't think I'm allowed to actually like give out ah. the terms and conditions and, and stuff. So well, Just show me, show me that number there. Show me the number. Blood, it was a massive fair play to him. Yeah, yeah. Rise, more like Risen. Carry on, anyway, <laughs> more. carry on, carry well, on. They've just signed while they're working on new material, and obviously, Sean and I are falling in love with what we've heard so far. And because yes. we're privileged enough to get to talk to some of our favorite bands, we thought, let's get Courtney on to talk about their journey, everything that's happened over the last couple of years, and just incredible stories in between. Yeah, we talked everything. We literally talked everything from her relationship uh, with her husband in a band, into band relationships. Mm. Wrestled. A, she used to be in the band I wrestled a bear once. Cracking, absolutely cracking. Comments that female vocalists get. Yeah. We spoke a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, that was very interesting. It's quite an 
it's quite a cool, relaxed and just honest conversation about the music industry because she's been such a vocal part all over the world over over the last few years in particular and like the difference between releasing singles for playlists and albums. Uh, as you said, she's experienced a lot of negative comments about female vocalists as well. So she's going to fill us in on that to just meet in Slipknot. There's a funny joke about Michael Jackson. Just a bit of everything to fill your musical needs on episode 102 of Sapping Podcast. Yes, if you haven't checked out Spirit Box, make sure you do. Um, Holy Roller has been my jam for quite some time. And so, they've uh, actually just released another version of Holy Roller featuring Ryo of Crystal Lake. So even more fire to the fuel. Bloody hell. Can they can do one with me on? Oof. Imagine I'd that. like to do one. Oh, Spirit Box. <laughs> uh, you're probably not listening to this. Oh, Courtney. Oh, I don't know if you remember the chat we did. It was wicked. Um... Do you need any more yellers? I can yell. Ah! See? Ah! There you go. That's my audition. So, uh, yeah, check out Spirit Box, check out Holy Roller, and the, all of 75 different remixes of it that are apparently out that don't feature, that feature every vocalist apart from myself. Um, but, yeah, definitely check Spirit Box out. They are going to be a heavy band of the future, I believe. Yes, definitely. I'm really looking forward to seeing them at Download Festival 2021. Fingers crossed. Ooh. Everything's uh, good by then. But before we get into the conversation, uh, I do want to talk to you a little bit, Sean, because today, obviously, speaking of releases, your band Raiders have a brand new single out, your third out of recent recordings. Tell us all about it. <laughs> all about it could you tell us all about it yes uh, so we had a song come out today it should be available f- from 8am the UK time and it's available for 24 hours on raidersbanduk.bandcamp.com because it's Bandcamp Friday again which means Bandcamp are waiving their fees and giving all money to the artists so um, it is going to be available everywhere else from Saturday across all the other digital streaming platforms. And yeah, the song is called Unnecessary Vs, where all of the vowels in the song title are Vs, because if anybody who's listened to an episode of this before knows that I I do not agree with the use of the V instead of an A or U or anything. Don't Just don't swap letters for other letters, because that's not how speaking and reading works. So yeah, the song's called Unnecessary Vs, and the song is about a battle between uh, my head, uh, my head, my heart, my brain, and um, conversations with other people. Mm. And yeah, about the constant war I've got going on in my head, he says with a smile. <laughs> um, yeah, so check it out, Unnecessary Vs by Raiders. Raidersbanduk.bandcamp.com if you'd like to check it out. You can listen to it there for free, I think, anyway. You don't have to buy it, but if you do, that would be fantastic. And uh, we'd be very, very grateful. But yeah, this is going to be the last release of Raiders for 2020, I believe. So yeah, check it out. Please share if you like it. Yeah, tell people about it. If you don't like it, tell people about it. Either way, tell people about it. Just get it out there. Just get it out there. But just yeah. to clarify, Sean, uh, you don't yes. hate bands who use Vs. You just don't like the concept of replacing vowels. Yes. Yeah, it's that. Because we've had shapes. We had shapes. Remember we had shapes on? We did. Shoops, as yes. I previously called them several times. Um, yeah. No, the, uh, 
lovely people. I've yeah, I'm friends with Parrot Perverit. I'm friends with Perverit. No, no bad blood, but don't do it though. Yeah, if you're in a band and you've got an A in your name and you're thinking, oh, how can we spell this to look different? Don't do the V thing. I've just had a brilliant idea for merch. Uh, Jason Perry and his band A should do merch with just a letter V. Just a letter V on. That's so good. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) A, finally down with the kids. V. Yeah. They need to do this. They need to do something. Even if it's just like a cover or... Or, yeah, or me and you start a band called V and we have a song called Something. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Something. Brilliant. But if you've got any crazy ideas you want to share with us or just send us a message, tell us episodes you've enjoyed or guests you'd like to hear on the podcast in the future why not head over to our social media pages at Pod on the twitter and instagram yes that's at the a with a circle around it s a double p e n i n p o d that's at s a double p e n i n p o d Give us a follow, drop us a line, and if you've enjoyed these last over 100 episodes now, go and Jesus. check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin, where not only do you get to join a loving community of new best friends that talk to you every single day, but get even more bonus content behind the scenes shenanigans and virtual meetups to celebrate our second year anniversary coming up in just a few weeks' time. I had a text yesterday from a friend who was part of the Patreon who said this week's um, bonus content that we put up, he said, my rant about bin men was absolutely spot on and one of the funniest things he's ever heard. So there you go. If you want to know how, and I know you want to know what I think about bin men, right? I know we're all pretending we came here to listen to the Spirit Box interview, right? But I know that you know that secretly I might have started talking about bin men today. But yeah, if you want to know how I genuinely feel, check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin. There's a whole host of goodies there for you. And um, yeah, join join the gang. Join our fantastic family that we've made of absolutely amazing people. Yes, and everything comes from the Patreon helps build this podcast to bigger and better things. And we love everyone who's ever thought about or checked out becoming a part of patreon.com forward slash sapnin. But let's not go on any longer, Sean. Courtney LaPlante is waiting to talk to us for episode 102 of Sapnin Podcast. It's a brilliant chat. Spirit Box kick ass. And she's going to tell you why. Tidy. Sapnin! Sapnin! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sapnin! 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 Satnan. Oh, nice. <laughs> and with a little bit of a Welsh accent as well. Yes, this week's guest is Spirit Box's Courtney LaPlante. How yes. are you? Hello. I'm I'm a little sleepy because I I was going to I I woke up. I I I slept in. And then I I was about to make coffee and I looked in the fridge and my cream is expired. Uh, I didn't feel like drinking black coffee, so I I just am, I'm just sitting here drinking water, and I'm I'm really sleepy. So I'm trying to get sorry. I'm trying to get my my husband to like get take the hint he, <laughs> that I want him to go get me a coffee, but without right. me saying that. Oh, is he? Can he hear this though? Is he in? Is he in hearing distance? No, he can't. He can't hear. I just know that like if I just. Like every time, like if I every time I went around, like when I just had technical difficulties and I went into our bedroom to ask him for his computer, like I just kind of, you know, I just sighed, and obviously he's supposed to know what exactly that yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he's in the doghouse now for the rest of the day. If I've learned anything, um, yeah, yeah I was, he's in trouble. I, I was going to ask what these, uh, what the signs were to try and get him to leave the house, but it doesn't seem he's it would picking be so up. much easier if I told him what I wanted. Uh, uh, but I where's the fun in that? There's no fun then it's just <laughs> i no. I, that, that's the one thing that we're good at is is communication because it i it just because of you know it it's like the only way you can be in a band with your husband is to be able to, <laughs> to communicate properly so it's like the band i feel like being in the band together and having to do all those things as you know you got to you know communicate to your team with it's like helped us be good at communicating in general with each other nice yeah mm. that's cool well yeah let's uh, yeah if we could briefly talk about that yeah well, um can we talk about your relationship and yeah your husband's in spirit box as well and of course was in i wrestled a bear once as well um yeah is is that how you guys met we met um we actually met locally because we're we, like I, I was saying I, I'm from the states, but I've lived in Canada since I was 15, and I'm 31 now. And so I met him when I was 18, and he was 16 at just at a show we were both playing. And so you know, he just was always like my little friend. Like I never thought about him to be my husband. And then when I was 23 and he was 21, I just was like. Oh shit! I actually am in love with you, not just I don't just love you. I want I'm in love with you, and it turns out he felt the same way 
could it would have been really sick if we had like figured that out you know six years before <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, been, maybe. and then um after that we started dating and pretty much immediately i got the call from the people that uh managed i wrestled a bear once you know when i was at work just saying hey their singer just like walked out and quit can you come finish warp tour tomorrow and i was like okay bye and, I, I left, <laughs> I left. and then you know i i ended up joining the band and you know when you have you know when you have a bandmate that's like they're on their way out like you can just tell they're so over it like i, I just got into the band like i was new in the band but there was one of our guitar player was like so over it i could just he was just waiting to it's like i could just tell he was waiting to see like how our album did and then if it didn't do super good he would just probably be over it so he he quit and i was just like because our album didn't do very well and then i was just like all right michael you're coming up we're replacing the we're replacing everyone with younger (laughs) (laughs) so then he ended up joining iwabo and we were we did that for a couple years together and then we quit that in 2015 and then here we are with spirit box we've we've been a band for like i always just technically start the band when we first release a song so we've been a band for about three years yeah i'm sure it's just kind of naturally come together with you two just writing songs in the house and everything and just just growing from there yeah it's it's the first time that we've this is technically the third band we've been in together but it's the first time that we've ever started a band together um because he did join my old band my my local band for a little bit before i left and joined iwabo but um yeah it, it it was really awesome to be able to do that because there was just no baggage and history <laughs> there you know we just yeah it's just like pure freedom to just write whatever we want and to let it when there's no established foundation it's it's you know how it is it's overwhelming like to figure out what you want to sound like and what it, what your sound's going to be but it's really fun like i and we're still trying to figure it out so it's it's you know it's going to be a, i think it's going to be a long time until we really figure out actually who we want to be as a band like we're st- we're so new so we're just still we're still trying to find our sound um but that's the cool thing about making like shitty music that doesn't make a lot of money like you can just do what you want and who cares well and, and yeah and sometimes and sometimes it comes out awesome like um like holy roller so uh congratulations what a fucking what a ripper i don't know why i've gone australian um <laughs> it's right. what a bloody rip yeah a ripper what a bloody yeah it's a ripper mate it's a bloody ripper what a song it's fucking spot on mate it's fucking oh you fucking nailed it mate um <laughs> to hear it again <laughs> But I think that's what has captured a lot of people as being so exciting about Spirit Box is that even though you are technically quite a new band, you've all been in the industry for quite a while and just been putting out songs as of late that are quite different from the other, but still just capturing the, a new fan base. Yeah, I think it's when you, when you when you when you kind of release everything as a single, it's a lot of emphasis on you know all these things that we put out as singles they're it's not because we wrote 10 songs and 
then those are the singles for the album like those are just literally the songs we wrote and we release them like and it's almost like if you just release everything like a single then people are like okay i guess that that's you collectively putting your your best songs forward um but so it went because we of the nature of us doing that it's it's really created a diverse um like if i look back at all our songs it's it's really diverse because each song's gotten its own spotlight a little rather than when just having to discover that on an ep and only hearing one song from that uh, collection of songs so it's because we've done that it's i don't know I, I, it's an interesting experiment and personally it's worked out for me creatively to to feel like people that listen to our our band were like training their ears to just let us do whatever we want and be okay with it yeah that's cool um yeah because we have this conversation a lot with loads of loads of different bands um about release methods and because like I'm in the same boat as you now where I've started a new band and we've just released two songs now and we put them both out on Bandcamp Friday and we are doing them like you were doing I'm like as they're recorded if they're done have it put it out there to the world like if it, if, it, if it's right so yeah we are kind of seeing benefits to that um, but then I think I think we can kind of get away with it because we're new bands and it's kind of up to us to decide what we're doing <laughs> whereas I don't know if like older bands like I don't know why they come into my head but say for example like you me at six or whatever when we were talking to Josh about it he said he'd like to do something like like what we are doing but it's kind of hard for them because they're already in the system as a band who've already put albums out yeah it's kind of it's kind of difficult for them to be like okay we're just only going to do singles now and ultimately they've got another album coming out now um do you see that do you are you going to carry on just releasing singles or is there a plan to maybe do a full yeah. length record i i feel like it's probably the same with like the you me at six guys where you know i i feel like in this like metal specifically maybe even just other hard rock genres any rock genre i feel like they um the audience after a while demands a full-length album so the whole thing is just for me was based off supply and demand like i can't afford to just pay to record 10 tracks really well i can i would rather take all that money and time and resource and and me writing and put that into five songs that are really good or even a couple you know two songs like we we did recently um but we the only thing that's kept the only reason there isn't a spirit box full-length album now is just because of the pandemic like we we had we were going to record it in april and release it like now and then you just have to keep pushing it back because um canada is doing gen like pretty well during the pandemic especially where i live it's we don't have any active cases of coronavirus on this island and it's like a million people um for you know for now it could get bad again and um so our producer is american and can't come up here and we don't want to go down to the states until recently i don't even think we would have had a shot of getting in and i don't want to go down there right now anyway because i don't want to bring something back up here you know and, and keep the pandemic going so um yeah, yeah so I, we're gonna shoot for you know january february to record now yeah, but only because people um you know there's a big demand from our fans so like if they didn't care i probably would just continue the, the ep <laughs> thing because it's I, I like i i like 
putting all my resource and time into uh, quality over quantity. But it's cool releasing. Like, do you feel happy releasing your two songs? I'm like, hey, I um, then you can move on. Yeah, now you can move on to a new thing. You know. No, um, yeah. Well, what we found is, like you said, with when if you just put a song out, people treat it as if it's a single, like back in the old days of a single. So, like, our second song now that we've put out, which was, like, the first song we ever wrote together and recorded, we've just put that out a second. It's not really a single, but it's just a... a it's a, the heavier of the four we've got recorded. So we were just like, right, cool, that's done now, put that up. And, yeah, that's been treated like a single, and people are making a bit of a deal out of it. And uh, we found that we've been using, like, Bandcamp Fridays um, during the pandemic, um, which is the first Friday of every month. They wave all the... All the um, Fees. Uh, fees. Thank you, Morgan. Um, <laughs> professional, professional talker. Forget how to talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So they waive all the fees. So yeah, we found that we made probably what it cost us to make to make the song. We made back in an hour on that first Friday. So yeah, it's been it's been very very helpful. I think for us. I think it's nice too because especially when you're a new band, like that is such a big measure of taking the temperature of um, what people actually think. Do people actually care? So, you know, being able, having the freedom to release singles like that, you know, you were able to put that song out and go, oh, holy, like, holy shit. Enough people bought this and supported us that we are, that, that's, that's very unique. I mean, not, most people don't know until they've put like the whole album out and then done like first week sales and then a, an album cycle, you know, and then by that time it's too late, you know, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then you don't exactly. have time to make new stuff for sometimes a couple of years. I, I like this way. Hmm. Well, one of the things I was going to bring up, Courtney, was the fact that with Spirit Box, do you feel there's a little bit less pressure with the band and that you can kind of experiment and try these new things, both musically and and just kind of publishing and all that? Because you've been in the music industry for quite a long time. You've tried albums with different bands and tours and stuff like that. That Spirit Box is kind of your own kind of toy to, to play with a little bit differently. Yeah. I well I feel a lot of pressure now in in some ways just because like I knew that people were really going to enjoy the song Holy Roller but I had no idea how like well it would do so there's a we've really gained a ton of new fans from that song the song gets played on on like the you know satellite radio stations a lot and so I know that that, that song doesn't represent our body of work as a whole and where we want to go. That was a little fun experiment. Um, and we want to probably won't ever release a single like that again. We just were like, it's during the pandemic and it was the one song we felt comfortable recording ourselves because there's no singing in it. So, you know, our, we just talked to our producer like this and he recorded us remotely via Zoom and Pro Tools. And uh, so we felt confident tracking it ourselves because it was an experiment and we know how to we know that we can do a good job with my screaming vocals so we chose that one that was just supposed to be a fun little song on our record like a fun surprise song um so now you know we're not I'm not trying to make holy roller part two three four so i'm worried i'm worried that like when we put out our our next song people are the people that really like holy roller 
they're not going to like this next song. <laughs> it's like the complete opposite. And yeah. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I, I, I always have a lot of pressure on myself anyway, but I think, I think there's like that universal freedom for all of us that make weird music, right? There's, there's that freedom of, it's not the same as someone who's like in the pop world where there's a lot of, a lot more time and money invested. If here, it's just like, now that we are partnered with rise records um it, you know they're more they're more of like our guidance counselor than <laughs> like tell our boss telling us what to do so it's, it's nice. yeah how did um yeah how did that come about with rise how did they it, i i don't know like i just <laughs> i we we were on tour in, in europe and actually right before the the day before we were so excited to get to the uk all the most of the shows were sold out in the uk um you know the coronavirus yeah so it was so it was all you know it was bad but it was like it's one of those things that you don't ever feel bad for yourself about because literally the entire world had something shitty happen so yeah (laughs) take it on the chin and go home and um so we we were just pretty bummed out because i just felt that like do you okay do you remember when you were first in your old band like did did you were you in the band at the beginning like you know that first little like electricity you feel where it's like you just feel that you're like gaining momentum at the show like playing live like every night you feel there's something happening like oh this this is gonna do, this might take off <laughs> you can yeah. actually see their their reaction like the the faith of people being like whoa and then the other bands you're on tour with being supportive of you and so it, we were just feeling all that momentum and so then when this happened i was like fuck it's not like it's done like we're just everything's gonna halt and we're just gonna go regress now and then all of a sudden like in april rise started coming around being like what's up guys <laughs> and we ended up doing my um and funny enough you know we we didn't do anything with them until like um, a couple weeks ago you know everything we did a holy roller and shooting the music video for it and all that stuff we did that before we signed anything um and so they were like hey how's it going and we were like well, we're putting a song out next week so they're like oh my god what's what's going on over there but it's like my dream my dream thing happened which i didn't think would happen at this point in my career which is i've i've always wanted to do a partnership revenue share deal versus be just signed to well, with our with our label Hale Cord, which was essentially started by our manager because he was so frustrated that we weren't getting and his other bands weren't getting record deals like no one wanted to sign us so it, it's like my dream i can't believe, like it's every a lot of bands and artists i look up to it's kind of how they were able to start and leverage their you know their whole thing into something even greater so it's like a lot of responsibility and now there's like actual people that will be let down if i don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah well um well let's let's dive into that a little bit more if we can because obviously like for for the regular music listener they don't get the full story of behind the scenes of what deals and working with labels and stuff like that so so far spirit box obviously has been very diy you've done some stuff with pale cord and and 
incorporated getting a kind of fan base to where you are now but what what does this partnership with rise records really offer it's it's just now we have the capital now rather than me saying well i you know my credit card's maxed out and (laughs) and my line of credit's maxed out and i have no more money to make this music video like now they, they can um, they they just make it happen for us like it's it's so awesome and then it's also just the the guidance you know like the these people that we work with with especially sean and lisa at rise they just it, it's like like i said i i always thought of a record label as being my my boss but i don't feel like that like they're my counselor and they're there to give they're there to give advice and I've never been this in any band I've been in. I've never been this involved in the business side of the band because you know in my old and I and I wrestled bear once I came in when the band was already established. Yeah, and it's just so it's so weird to me. Like I feel like a prank's being played on me <laughs> that all these people that I'm working with like there's no way they can actually be this awesome, but they are. Like they really do just like my band, so they gave us a chance. Um, but the the partnership is so awesome because it it, it just it gives it, I don't you know I don't know any of my fellow label mates record contracts but it just gives it it gives a lot more freedom because we're like keeping all a lot of leverage and still retaining a lot of our ownership of stuff so like it's it's perfect I, like I said I feel like someone's going to come out and be like surprise we actually fucked you over <laughs> uh, Ashton Kutcher's Ashton Kutcher's just ready to put you on punk, I know but, um... that's a feel, but it's, it's so cool because I like right now we're f- figuring out releasing a song um, in December that we just recorded and we're shooting a music video for it next week and it, so it's just so amazing to now have a label be able to say okay you know here's your budget and we'll send the money to the director and now we can afford to pay our friends that do all this work for us and help us direct videos and help us take photos and do my makeup and all that. So <laughs> people are like, oh, now that oh, you guys are now you're not DIY like it's, that sucks. And I'm like, all this means is we're exactly the same. It's just now we can pay our friends instead of forcing them to work for us for free because we're fucking broke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and plus it's less stress on you because you can actually talk to more people about working with stuff rather than just go crazy with yourselves like yeah. i can imagine we just have resources now that i didn't think we'd have at this point in our career so i'm really i'm really thankful for that and it's just also really cool that they're nice people that like they're just fucking music dudes you know, I never knew what Rise Records would be like when I, when I, when I thought of Rise Records. You know, you think of Rise Records bands from like 2009 and 2010, like all those those guys, all those bands. You know, but it's not like that anymore. There, it's like the people that work there. They are just, they're just looking to find the next big small band, and then also like really doing a great job of inviting in already established bands like like the acacia strain and and bands like that to their team so it's they're awesome i love them yeah oh wow well massive congratulations sounds like it's gonna be a a lot lot of things ready to to go already but going back a little bit you mentioned um 
that with Holy Roller, this this, this is, isn't really a, a normal song that people can expect going forward. Uh, how would you really describe Spirit Box? Because if you listen to some of the material you've released so far, there's a lot of different kind of sounding stuff with some really heavy vocals, some a lot of clean vocals. How would you describe the band? Hmm. Well, hmm. I used to. We used to be a lot more like proggy, I think. And we really were, were heavily influenced by the band Tesseract. I always said that our sound was Depressoract because like, <laughs> really um, and but now I, I still always love that band and they inspire me. Um, but I feel like I don't know what we are. I've, we're mo- I feel like I want to move into like, like Deftones territory. Nice. It's like bouncy, bouncy sadness. <laughs> nice and, uh, and th- here we are live exclusive on something podcast the album name there it is i'm sad but it's first. got a beat to it and <laughs> and that's actually our little tag that we always jokingly put on stuff and then it makes everyone cringe is like our de- in description is just spooky scary but also artsy fartsy <laughs> nice. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know. I think we're just like, uh, well, it's like Deftones. Like, what is what is Deftones considered? Yeah. Oh. Like, there's lots of pretty uplifting stuff. There's, but it's heavy still. Like, and mm. and I don't, and I'm not taken aback whether Chino screams or sings. Like, it's just fluidity, genre fluid. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. Very nice. Nice. Yeah, you can't call Deftones new metal anymore. Yeah, no. it's like um, something else. It's something. It's like a whole. It's, it's like, like e- genre. Emo metal, corey new metal prog. I, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not a good. That's not a good ring to it, though. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not signing up to that playlist on Spotify. It's too long. It's too long. <laughs> the yeah. Emo floaty prog metal stoner rock <laughs> jazz bounce. It's definitely, yeah. our music is definitely like, it's not, I don't know if it's whiny, but like, it's pretty, emo, the word hmm. emo is like, it should be in there somewhere. I don't know what part of the subgenre it should be, but like, it's, our music is emotional for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like sa- sad, sad, gent music. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. Nice. I like uh, that. I like it. Um, Another thing I really wanted to, to talk about, really, is is your vocals and techniques. I've, I've seen quite a lot of videos uh, recently, obviously, in the pandemic of you doing some vocal takes on YouTube and stuff like that. And looking at the comments, it seems that a lot of people were just saying how, how strong your vocals are and the evolution of them over the years with, with some of your other bands. How have you been able to kind of look after your voice and, and how have you seen it change over the years? I think it's just practice and finding like just figuring out what my sound is Hmm. and i feel like i just a couple years ago figured that out you know what i want to sound like and i don't know i think the thing that like freed me is when i was recording our first ep in um which we put out in 2017 but we recorded it in 2016 like most of the singing and screaming and i was getting so frustrated my voice and i just was like i sound like a girl i just i sound like a girl and and my husband was like you are a girl so no matter what you do anything you do whether it's the lowest scream or the highest scream 
and, and any of you women, like, no matter what you sound like, you're a girl. Therefore, it sounds like a girl. And you should embrace that because th that's who you are. And so that really changed a lot for me, funny enough. And it made me go, yeah, like, why do I give a shit whether I sound, what does it mean? You know, like, what does it mean to sound like a girl? It doesn't mean anything. It's just my voice. And so um, that really helped me like lean into how I sound and I think it's just I think it's just practice like I, I just I practice a lot and writing songs and, and being inspired by the music that Michael writes just kind of has helped form my voice um, but as far as like technique you know it, it sounds great for a in, a in a studio video but I, I am so much more impressed by like touring vocal technique touring and um having great technique like 30 days in a row on a tour while you're sick and not getting sleep and traveling and talking all day so i i actually do have a vocal injury i have a vocal cord polyp and that really limits me in a lot of ways that i've and i've had to like relearn how to sing over the last decade pretty much um, and I'm actually next week I'm going to ear, nose and throat doctor and they're going to take a look at my vocal cords and I might possibly get surgery on my vocal cords, which would really help me a lot. Like it would be, it would be awesome. It, it's weird. Cause I feel like then I'm going to have to learn how to re-sing again. Hmm. Like, so I finally got to a place where I feel comfortable and I like my voice and I, and I figured out like how to cheat around notes that are now no longer in my range now that I have this injury and i don't talk about it much because i don't like to i feel like it makes me look weak like to a to a someone who is willing to invest money in me or take me on tour like when they find out about that it's like what are they are they not going to want me to you know my band to go on tour they're not going to want to book me for this or that you know booking agents and stuff like that um but now i i like you know what i think that i think that you shouldn't be self-conscious about that it's just a part of, I think it's just a part of being a professional singer. Like you mess mm. up sometimes and hurt your voice and you gotta, you gotta pay for it. You know? <laughs> well, has there been any kind of learning curves that w with that, especially that you kind of have advice for, for, for other kind of vocalists with those styles? Because you, you do hear a lot of stories of, of kind of people blowing out their voices and these in surgery and, and stuff like that. Like is looking back, is there anything that you've noticed that, doing precautionary that helps out a lot well i think that um i think a lot of us that learned how to scream on our on our own like it just it always is was like hand in hand people my age and older than me like it was just hand in hand with pain you know it's like i think in our generation it's just completely normal to be like and the singer blows their voice out every three shows you know, like, oh, my third show, my voice is blown out. Or, like, people feel like they have to break in their voice. So it's got to hurt for a couple of days, and then it breaks in. So that's how I, that's how I learned. And now, now I, I wish that I had, I wish that I had taken it more seriously. Just the same way that I would take, you know, singing seriously. And I think that that's my advice to people is treat and I think people do more now. There's so much on like YouTube, so many technique videos, people like refining their technique um, and, and having a lot of, um, having a lot of really 
good strong technique and they can do a lot of varied screaming that would be my advice is just to treat it the same way you treat your singing voice you know you got to respect it and know to stop when it hurts like you shouldn't do it when it if it hurts you um i think just staying limber you know like always like practicing even if it's just a couple minutes per day um practice and for people that do have a vocal injury if i could go back and do something different i would first of all i wouldn't be so scared and avoid getting surgery i wish i had gotten surgery a long time ago but i always put it off because i go oh i have an album i have to do i have a tour i don't have you know i need to do this first and then i'll do it um and i, I wish i had just done it and also it's it's so it's just as important to learn how to speak properly as it is to sing properly mm-hmm. because you speak all day and that's that's what hurts my voice on tours like talking to people at the merch table and meeting my coworkers like the other bands getting to know people and doing interviews and stuff so like that that that's what hurts my voice on tour not the 30 minutes of yelling it's singing, <laughs> singing. so i wish that like for instance after i after i meet with this surgeon like i'm gonna have to go and and um get a speech therapist to teach me how to Mm. speak properly to like protect my voice so that's something we don't think about but no it's true you know you 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 can hear like when you talk to professional voice actors and stuff have you ever talked to one like they they speak really in a really protective way because that's what they do all day is, is just talk and act so like it's i gotta learn so maybe next time we talk maybe i'll sound different (laughs) (laughs) well funny yeah i saw (laughs) yeah there was a woman in south wales who had i think she had like a she had a head injury or something and when she came round, she could only speak and this is this was in the this was in the paper right so who knows but she could only speak in a chinese accent that's real (laughs) it's real it's a real thing. She's not the first one. Imagine, yeah, you go for you go for surgery and you come back and you got Michael Jackson's voice. Yeah, that's gonna that's what's gonna happen to me. Michael Jackson's voice and Michael Jackson's life choices. Oh no! Oh, don't no, scare her, Sean. No, no dance, no dance moves. Take his dance moves. Take his singing. Don't do anything else he did. For God's Wait, um, do you, do you just go wear one glove. I don't, yeah. don't understand. I used, to have, oh. I used to have dreams about like having a magic microphone that had like a setting on it that I could just like sound like Whitney Houston, sound like Mariah Carey, sound like Beyonce. Oh, oh. Be one, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's gonna that'll be my dream. I'll just have a magic microphone. Um, what I wanted to ask was. Yeah, how like what? Who influenced you? Who are the vocalists that influenced you to get into the metal core, I suppose, and to be a front front person? I maybe I'm just uh, omitting someone by choice. Like my brain is repressing it. I don't know, but like I, that's what's so bizarre about my singing voice and my screaming voice is like I didn't listen or really know anything about this type of music when I started making it. Wow. My brother, I was in a band with my brother that was more like, like audio slave, like more like Rage Against the Machine. That's what we started out like. It was like a little bit funky and like just rock, you know, like drop D rock music, you know, lots of whammy pedals and, and just groovy stuff. And then we just, he started listening to heavier music 
and therefore he started making heavier music and you know i just i just i just do vocals I, i look at the song and i go okay well like what would serve this part of the song the best i don't think about it like i should scream i should sing i just go like what would sound the best over this song so i just started doing it but i didn't I didn't listen to that kind of music I, at all, really. Like, I, I, I respected it. I respect, like, I thought it was cool. But I was more of, like, a indie rock person. So my, I don't know. I, I, and I'm, like, there's someone that did inspire me. I just, I think it, maybe I'll wake up in, like, 10 years and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the time, I listened to a lot of System of a Down and protest the hero and despised icon and um in between the buried and me i like that nice. so, okay. so like those those type of i guess th- that type of screaming versus like metal core screaming which is like very it's like a lot smoother like all those bands um let's let's say like lamb of god being like the og metalcore band like that it's just more refined um but i always i listen to bands like every time i die and all those kind of bands where it was like the screaming was a little less finessed like it was more rough around the edges and so now even though i've like finessed my way of doing it it's very like it's very like high output screaming like it's just it's like you it's like you, it's more like turning a valve like comes out you know okay so i'm not sure i i there's gotta be i I feel like i'm totally not giving credit to someone but i feel like maybe it's more like my local friends i was inspired by like my local that's cool yeah Mm. yeah that's awesome well yeah i wasn't expecting that so (laughs) yeah so um another thing i kind of wanted to bring up is i noticed recently on twitter you did a whole um thread about some of the comments on youtube female vocalists have to put up with um i would love just to give you the floor just to kind of go over some of the idiotic and crazy things that you've had to experience uh, in your time in music because from, from what i saw it sounds like the, the the littlest things are just so so dumb oh my god well i will say let me let me say that like we're still at the point in our band where most of the people that interact with us online are our fans like they're they're they love us and they support us and they understand us like they're attracted to being a fan of a band with a woman as the vocalist and they accept me and they don't give a shit so that's really nice but it's gonna you know as we hopefully grow like more strangers will start to like come through our social media and be like what the fuck um but it has gotten a lot better it's got a lot better over the last decade. Like if I go, I mean, when I started doing screaming, like, yes, I also, I sucked, but like, I mean, it was like, I was, I, it, it was like offending to people, to, to people, you know, like to men in the audience. They just feel like, Ugh. like it's uh, like gross, you know, like that it was not natural to them to see, to see me performing in a way that wasn't like always like aesthetically pleasing looking because <laughs> screaming, you can't really, depending on who you are like it's it's very primal and you can't look like calm and, and perfect when you're doing it <laughs> snarling and um so the some of the worst the worst one um that 
is the backhanded compliment and it's the reason it's the worst is because the people that are saying it they truly are meaning it as a compliment um but it's and it's i actually am working on my own podcast and it's why i named my podcast this but it's people that say oh you're good for a girl uh, and so it's like yeah. for, you're my you're really good for uh, you're for a female vocalist you're really good so it's kind of like like the, we only say that about I, I was telling someone else this we only say that about children and women like you know yeah. so it's like it's like for kids like oh that kid's really good for a six-year-old guitar player <laughs> Yeah. 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 So that's the that's yeah. the one I hate the most. And then also under that sub the sub uh t- title of that one is also just being like I I hate women vocalists. I think women are bad, but you're but, but you're good. Oh. But, I, uh, what, but that make why would, I just don't understand that mentality. It's just I don't either, you guys. It's it's just like they you know what and that's why i i call those things my teachable moments like i don't i don't reply back to like to most negative comments but some i do because it's not really to change the mind of the person that said the comment it's to the it's to change the mind or make the thousands of people that see the comment and then see my reply go hmm but you know nine times out of ten when i say guys like think about how shitty that is it's not a compliment you're you're telling me that i'm good despite being a woman just all you have to do is say that i'm that you like my voice like you don't have to say for a girl um just say i'm you like my voice and you know most people when i say that they go oh they 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 go oh yeah sorry you're right some people double down and and talk about well obviously they're like well it's just how it is like you're you know, there's not, women aren't as good as men at, at screaming vocals. And I'm like, eh, I think the percentage of, you know, there's just less of us, but the percentage yeah. of us of sucking to not sucking is the same as there's many vocalists. Oh, that are men yeah. That <laughs> oh, they are some, they're awesome, terrible fellow screamers. Oh, the worst. I think it's like it's, the, worst. the ratio is even, you know, the ratio, the ratio is, is probably pretty even. Um, and, so that that one bothers me and then also also just um comparing arbitrarily comparing me to other female vocalists even though our bands don't sound anything alike and our voices don't sound anything alike and we don't run in the same genre like circles of of genre but people will just say that that woman is better and then also just all the other generic sexist stuff that that you deal with but um it makes me really happy. It's gotten a lot better, and I, I don't see as much commenting on my, like my, my physicality. Like I don't see as many people commenting on my body and and my my attractiveness and and all that kind of stuff, which is really awesome. I feel it. It's like the most equal to the experience of all my guy friends and bands that I've ever felt. And it's really freeing as a woman because I'm always, it's always in the back of my head is like people commenting, just commenting on stuff that they wouldn't necessarily comment to my male counterparts about or like holding me to a certain beauty standard that they don't hold my male counterparts to. But it's gotten, it's getting better. It's like the younger generation, like my generation is teaching the younger generation that that's not cool. 
and to be and to be respectful and to be like empathetic to everyone so i'm i'm stoked i think that it's just getting better and better and the people that have those shitty attitudes aren't attracted to my band and so i don't really have to deal with them very much at this point which is cool yeah Yeah. no i'm glad i'm glad to see it's getting better and that it kind of being a vocal point for that that kind of change but yeah and i think it's great because we have our i think it's also just because of all the men in our lives too like that are also you know realizing that you guys gotta stand up for us as well and educate your friends and and stuff so i think all around the the in that way the metal scene at least the one that i i roll in is very like egalitarian in that way which is awesome and i've always felt really respected and um really understood by my my peers were like that i tour with and stuff which is really cool awesome nice awesome and uh w- one question we kind of bring into the podcast every now and again and because we j- just love hearing these answers is is there being a moment in your career that you've just kind of been blown away or memorized by that either kind of meeting some of your idols or just just something where you started to think oh well this this is the moment that I am a professional musician. Like things are adding up. I think that is something that like haunts me. Like the whole (laughs) time I was in, I wrestled a bear once. It's like my depression, I guess. And my outlook on life just like never allowed me to be like that. Like everything I did, I'd play to 5,000 people and I'd be like, well, that band's playing to 10,000 people. I play this stage at this big festival and then I'd be like, well, it's not the main stage. And I just, I don't know why. Maybe it's, maybe I was like that because I joined my band like after they peaked. And so they had all these experiences and stories very recently, like a year before where they were a much bigger band. So maybe that's why I was like that because their outlook was that they were like fading. But for me, I was going, I went from being in a local band to playing for like 10,000 people. Um, but I think that the thing that like the thing that cemented to me was in after Warp Tour, I uh, I went home for a bit and then I like for a couple of days and then I flew out and I did heavy MTL and with the band and they all knew some the guys in Slipknot and so like I went on stage and the smaller stage it's like far away from again it's this, the biggest age I've ever played in my life. It's bigger than my house. And, and I still was like, Oh, it's not the big one. That like, that, that and Marilyn Manson's over there, but whatever, I guess I'll just fuck off over here. And I remember, you know, and I, I was intimidated of the stage and I went out and, and as, as we were setting up, like a bunch of like black SUVs roll up and security guards let out the slipknot guys. And, they all came and watched our band. So it was like my first giant show after Warp Tour. I still had never practiced with my band, by the way. I didn't practice with my band till I was in the band for, I guess I had probably done like 90 shows before I ever practiced with my band. And, <laughs> wow. Um, and so I had 
still never practiced and did a, and now we went from playing a 25 minute warp tour set to like a 40 minute set so i was doing all these new songs for the first time that i had never done and i just sort of looked over at them and i just was like holy fuck like so stressed out and i was shaking and and i just was like i can't believe that these guys are here to watch us i don't know how many of them it wasn't the whole band there's like nine of them but it was a lot of them and and then our and that the, our drummers one of his cymbal stands fell uh, like fell apart and then one of the guys from slipknot came over and put it back up and i just was like <laughs> what is happening my life is crazy i was working at a yoga clothing store a month ago and now i'm here at, and and like there's all these giant lights and there's ten thousand people watching and i can't see the end of the crowd and fucking slipknot's watching us Slipknot didn't know that I was the singer. Like they thought that their, Krista was still the singer. Like they didn't know she, she had just quit. They didn't know they're Slipknot, but they don't fucking know. They don't have time to know about those things. And they were like, then my so my bandmates were like, all right, Corny, you got to do a really good job because we want to impress Slipknot. And then, um, and they had like chatted with, um, like Clown a lot in the band and. Um, and then after, and oh, and then they and then they let us have like so, the side stage backstage passes for when they played which was so cool um it's the coolest experience i've ever had and and it was only us and then the band suicidal tendencies was back there it was like the best <laughs> it was like the best time of my life it was so cool but then the slipknot guys after they watched me they never talked to us again what so like i must have been really bad you know no. i think that they watched us and they were like Ugh. and then they never and then like they never replied back whenever my band would be like what's up man like how are you doing <laughs> and so i think i so i always like i'm joking but i always like to tell my ba my old bandmates that i ruined their chances of opening for slipknot on tour that <laughs> <laughs> <I> sucked <laughs> but it was That's awesome that story was though. that was yeah. a crazy story but i never like I never, and that's my goal in this band is that I will, I will take in every little moment like that. So hearing my, in this band, hearing my band on Sirius XM Liquid Metal, like be the number one song for a long time, I just was like, I couldn't believe it. Like blew my mind because again, like when you're in this type of band, that's not something I ever have ever thought about in my life and being on any radio stations you know at this point in my band's career that and then like being the opening band on that tour in europe that we did just a little opening band and then like having so many people in the crowd wearing our merch we've never toured before and wearing like merch they bought online wearing it to our show and then singing along like amazing i was like the internet is fucking insane <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah snap yeah <laughs> well um speaking of the internet being insane um i was doing some research um earlier and i, I did find this one bit and I'm, I'm sure you've seen it because the, there's a page that's suggesting that you're actually worth um 1.5 million dollars wow. uh, um and i'm 26 are you <laughs> no, it says I'm 25. All on, if you type in my age on Google, it says I'm 25 or 26, and it's like born in 1995, born in 19 or something like that, and I'm like sick. Cool. That's not true. <laughs> it, 
but it makes me it like seems like i'm lying it, it makes it because people don't understand that i didn't put that out there mm. like that's yeah. just some arbitrary thing someone thought i was 25 so they said i was 25 and and so i'm like i swear to god i'm not like lying about my age i'm 31 um so yeah if you type in like a lot of metalcore lead singers you'll you'll laugh like all of us have a little thing and then an arbitrary number like i think garrett from silent planet is worth like 10 million dollars which is new we're all really excited and we're all we're all apparently worth millions of dollars how do they come yeah how do they come to these like amounts though like i was i was he worth 10 million i think that it's just it's just a random it's like an ai bot that generates these things on these websites you know, well, I'm, so finding just, my, I'm, fi- I'm finding my network out right now. Yeah, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. I'm. Wh- I'm not. It's going to be about four quid if that. Um, <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'll I'll fly my private jet over to you, <laughs> oh. to your country. But you, can, you fly your private jet to the to Barbados, and I'll fly mine, and we can celebrate. <laughs> I don't even think I've got a net worth anymore. I think. My old band ended, and then they went. Oh, that'll do. He's probably skint now. <laughs> no, no, Method Man. I'm not Method Man. I don't know why he's. I don't know why he's found Method Man. I wish I was Method Man. Let's find out how much money Method Man. Fourteen million. Nice Method Man. Yeah. Nice. But now I'm like, um, I always look at those things to find people's net worths, and I'm like, okay, guess they're just arbitrary, and they don't have any research done to them. No, yeah, we had this before, didn't we, Morg? We had didn't Gavin come on and he d- yeah. Gavin from my old band came on and he had like a hundred. It was like a thousand. It was a hundred thousand pounds to one million. <laughs> That's how much money he had. I was like, how massive is that? Like, wh- what a scale! He could have said zero to all all the money in the world. It's one of them. It's what it's in between zero and all of the money in the world. Yeah, you have to be like, dude, have you been holding out on me? Like, you should be paying for dinner. You're worth you're worth one hundred thousand to ten million pounds. I thought you did, I thought you said we didn't sell any of that merch. <laughs> Just check it back on all the streams and be like, Gav, are you sure like you haven't given us all our cuts there? It was. Yeah. Gav, I never saw any of those t shirt um <laughs> and, uh, t shirt money. And he's there with his crown on, going, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. I don't know what you're eating caviar with his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple more quick things now um before we let you go obviously there's so much in the bag for spirit box to come next but what was what can people expect what was the the next stages for the band now i mean obviously you know you've got to go away and possibly have a surgery and everything but um but what's the plans looking like for the rest of the year in 2021 well we are gonna release a song just i just figured we're I'm, we're filming the music video in a couple of days and i just figured out what to name it last night and i so we're, we have a new song coming out um probably won't put it out till december and again it's just like and it's an experiment you know what does everyone always tell you don't put out a song in december the industry shuts down it's a bad time so we're like fuck let's do it like let's put it out i want to just do it because i don't want to i don't want to put it out and like our timeline doesn't allow us to put it out now just of when we were able to record it and shoot a video and stuff and this song is going to be the first song that's actually going to be on our album Ooh. so nice. it's gonna like set 
set the tone um it's not it's this song is unlike a lot of the other songs that we're putting on our album but it sets the the vibe like it's definitely this song is all it's all singing it's it's all singing it's like pretty you could almost consider it a ballad but it it goes hard like it goes it goes hard but it's a ballad and um it's i just think it will make people that think they have us figured out go hmm what's what is this and then hopefully we get to record our album in the you know in the winter of 2021 we're just we've now recorded with dan our our producer remotely twice holy roller and this new song and like it's turned out awesome um but i just really want that in person connection and it would just be more efficient like right now we're on mix 17 of this song (laughs) (laughs) if we were just all together in person there'd be one mix because we would just literally be there together and turn this up and turn this down so you know there because it's taking it takes longer when we're doing it remotely so hopefully we have an album and then uh we're gonna be definitely doing if it if it exists definitely doing the the festival circuit in Europe next year. So, yes. Yeah. So that will be, we're doing, we have download confirmed and rock and ring and rock and park confirmed. Nice. So I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to do fantastically. I bet you I'll put money on it. We've literally played in the entire existence of the band. We've played 15 shows. Ah, you'd be good. I, I know. I, I see the, I see the, um, yeah the hype and love for you guys over here hmm. and um yeah i think yeah download i think you're gonna have a shock now i think you're gonna turn up and be like no, i bet nobody turns up and it'll be fucking chock-a-block <laughs> imagine you won't be able to- but not again they're just like we remember you <laughs> <laughs> Sli- slip will come back and go oh let's go check out this spirit not here again not here again no and they just <laughs> Oh, get her out of here! It's it's gonna be. I hope it happens. I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know what if festivals are gonna happen, but I hope it does. And I just have to keep reminding myself that even though this band's only played fifteen shows, collectively, Michael and and Bill and I have all played thousands of shows. So yeah. we and and Michael and I have played hundreds of shows together in in our old band. So we we have. I just keep going back and thinking of that like we have the chemistry we know we we're rusty but eventually we'll remember i I just want to get to the point where i'm not rusty anymore before download festival yeah (laughs) not at download festival (laughs) well yeah fingers crossed uh fingers crossed festival season can happen um it'd be brilliant to to see you in the flesh over here and hopefully we can do one of these uh in person next time uh, i'd love you across the pond i'd love that so we i i fingers crossed that all these things happen i think it would be such a great it would be such an awesome celebration for all the people that are actually like respecting that there's a pandemic and aren't just going out and doing shows and getting gatherings like it it will be such a celebration for all of us that like aren't being in my opinion aren't being selfish and like just being like fuck it let's just do shows because we need money and there's a lot's happening a lot where i live like in in the states for not really in the metal world like all the metal bands that have done it have done really cool like drive-in shows and stuff like that um but i saw um i saw the smash mouth did a big one yeah it's always just that kind of it's those people 
is. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, well, uh, we've just gone into like we've gone into like a serious lockdown again now for two weeks in Wales now. Um, so yeah, apparently we won't be able to. St- it's the thing is they did this last time. They told us two weeks and then end up being like three months or whatever. So I'd imagine it's probably the same again. And they've got to do that again because the dull people who don't listen. Yeah, it's uh, they need they need to be told it's as small as possible <laughs> to get them to start to do it to keep them here. Because otherwise, if you just said if the government just came out now and said right, we're gonna you're all gonna have to stay in for three months. I think round where I live. Um, would go wild hmm. because there's so many um, chaos. There's so many, yeah, so many idiots who get their facts of photos they've seen on Facebook. <laughs> that, um, it's the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, it's hundred percent. Yeah, it's like people reading photos of um, minions with stuff like Barack Obama started coronavirus, and yeah. you're like, yes, yeah. cheers, minion. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah. Like, no, granddad. Yeah. Oh, Everyone, yeah. like, everyone's. It's like every horrible, like crazy uncle's chain email that that we used to get is now just like on your Facebook and your Twitter, and it's it's crazy when you think about it. It's like our parents, right? When when the internet came about, um, and I remember getting on the internet, our parents were like, "Don't put too much information about yourself on the internet." (laughs) And now everyone's parents are going, "Hey, everyone, I'm racist. I'm stupid. I can't. I can't. I can't work out sources and information." It's insane. I. I think it's because they don't understand they don't understand how facebook works so like when they comment or and share something they don't understand that everyone can see that mm. you know and so i i it is madness i keep facebook just like to monitor that stuff because i'm i'm always really curious about the other side um of why they like what information are what is their algorithm? So I don't. Yeah. What are they being told? Yeah. So I don't engage with it because I don't want the algorithm to start engaging me and, and have it like come into my feed personally. But that's why I really like Twitter because I can read all these threads without like interacting with the with anyone and just like lurk on there. And same with Reddit. And I don't want to understand them to like understand them in a positive way i want to be able to understand these people so that i can hopefully you know have an argument with them and change their mind like my family but the thing you know what makes me the most mad is all the people that think this way it's like if you can change their mind in like five minutes it's like how are you that loud and proud about something and then i can just casually bullshit about it for five minutes with you and go actually this actually this actually this and then you go oh well all right i guess if you say it like that <laughs> black lives do matter everyone's human and i'm like what? you i'm like you you have like a t-shirt you ordered a t-shirt and paid for shipping for it because you were so you're set in your ways and then i just changed your mind in five minutes like i'm not a i'm not like a debate expert it's just like you're just being fucking lazy you know like you're just thinking those things because it's a lot easier than having to address your 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 own shortcomings and like 100 percent. it's yeah. yeah it's a mix it's a mixture of that and it's being in lockdown bored 
and conspiracies are way more fun than the actual there's a killer vi- there's a virus going out there killing people right it doesn't kill everyone but it does kill people right we've got that so we should be trying to protect everyone flat out that's how i feel yeah. about it but then you've got these people then who are like oh but isn't it more interesting if hillary clinton's apparently drinking the blood of babies and <laughs> keeping herself young despite despite in the last six months she has aged so badly she's obviously not she obviously hasn't couldn't have had her baby fix yeah, because, because it, yeah it's like that now she has to get botox like the rest of us yeah it's it's just madness just people are more interested in conspiracies than life i forget who said this but you know the the saying that it's like when you when you have privilege equality feels like oppression and that's like i forget who said that but like that 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 made everything click to me like to those people equality feels like oppression yeah because they're not they've no longer got everything they've you know they've had all along and they've just it's just uh, yeah and yeah and the worst thing is is finding out about people like your friends you know your friends family and stuff and you're like oh no surely but then like I've got it where, like, my friends who are my age are, are on the same wavelength as me. I like to think intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, they're families, and you're just like, how did you bring him up? Do you not see that the most intelligent person in your family is this guy here? <laughs> so you should all kind of listen to what he thinks rather than go to what your daft racist dad thinks. That's I, mental. That's I, I really like the Generation Z, the, the, the Zoomers. I feel like they... I feel like they're going to get done with us millennials like we're too poor and tired to do. <laughs> like I feel like they're like no, they're not taking shit. They're not taking it. They're they're putting their foot down and they're um they're just all that generation is so in my opinion like really sensitive and empathetic and and it's like they're kind of take they're they're picking up the slack of us millennials who are like, "Yeah, we we you know, we want to fight for this stuff." And, and get our point across, but we're all in school debt and we can afford to eat. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would like to help, but it's nearly 8 p.m. now and I've got to go to bed soon. Yeah. So. <laughs> those, those kids, are, they're, taking the, they're taking out the slack. I'm very proud of them. So I have hope. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. But well, yeah, thank, I, I thank don't know how so we much. got here, but I'm, I'm glad we did. It's been a wonderful <laughs> conversation. I um, told yeah, you, dude. You, you talk to me. I, I am like, it, I feel so bad sometimes when I get off a podcast or an interview. I'm like, oh my god. I keep forgetting that you guys are like eight or nine hours ahead of me, and I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, it's it's all good. I'd rather you keep talking. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Made some very interesting points, and you know, yeah. I think if anything, a lot of people will. Um, will be opened to a lot more things but um yeah, yeah. thank thank you so much for coming on it's and, been, and having yeah, a it's been awesome Anytime. thank you so so much I, I hope i i hope i can i hope i can i've i've been on so many fun podcasts this year due to the pandemic like a lot more people have time now to get people on their podcasts and there's so many in like yours that i i'm so excited to get someday to do in person you know yeah please Aww. that would be so yes, good please. that would be so good yeah well we'll fingers crossed we'll be at download next year so hopefully we can do one in the um the mud in donington <laughs> that would be uh, rocking man yeah. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Well, cool. Thank you very, Thank you. very, very much. Thank you. Congratulations on everything so far, and congratulations for the success you are no doubt about to achieve next year. 
Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna try real hard. I'm gonna try real hard, and like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, tr- I'm gonna try to like acknowledge and and take in all these little victories and not just negative outlook of always comparing myself to everyone else. So it's, <laughs> I feel like it's going to m- be a much healthier experience. Good. Awesome. Thanks again. Bye, you guys. Yes. Lovely stuff. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much, Courtney, for taking time and being so honest with us in a lovely, lovely conversation. Uh, mad, mad, mad stories. Oh, yeah, bonkers, bonkers. Um, but yeah, so good to hear from Courtney. Yeah, what a great chat. She was very welcoming. We had a lot of fun. And she just happens to be part of an absolutely kick-ass band as well. So, yes, thank you again to Courtney for giving us the time and for giving us the music. And, uh, yeah, just all around being a badass. Thank you very much. You're a superstar. And I look forward to watching your massive progression take place. Yeah, it's absolutely lovely to see how far they've come over the last three years from just releasing singles and an EP and everything. But I'm so excited for this new album and material they're working on. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, and we talked about it, they've signed to Rise Records. There's going to be a new single next month, apparently, and that new album sometime next year, fingers crossed. But you can go and check out their new version of Holy Roller that features Ryo from Crystal Lake on all streaming platforms right now so cue that up and listen to it after this and have a little bit of a mosh but only till after this because we've still got some stuff to say yes we do yes we do um which is what morg what do we have to say but well not only can they give us a follow on the twitter and instagram at sapnin pod at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D, at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. Yeah. While sending us really nice messages and making us feel better about ourselves. Um, but they can also check out patreon.com forward slash Sapnin and your new single with Raiders Band UK called Unnecessary Vs. Yeah, I've just realised at this very moment I have made it absolutely impossible to search for that song. Is Oh, because all the... Yeah, because nobody. Every time I've written out unnecessary V's with the V's, mm. with the vowels as V's, it's been difficult for me. Wow. Yeah. Uh, ah, made a mistake here. I'm like, uh, wonder if we can go back and change the name right now. Ah, anyway, anyway, guys, check out RaidersBandUK.bandcamp.com or search Raiders UK on streaming um, services. If this is after November the seventh. Um, because it will be available everywhere from then. So yeah, please check it out. Raiders Band UK. Uh, we have a song called Unnecessary V's, which I think is a very, 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 very good song. So mm. check it out. Thank you very much. So before we uh, thank our wonderful Patreon community for being absolute heroes and helping us make these podcasts each and every single week, uh, is there any other things you've seen lately, Sean, or any thoughts you'd like to share with the world? Um, well, currently, as we record this, um, the presidential election is still going on. Mm. Surprisingly, it looks okay for... I'm bound to have ruined it by saying this. <laughs> it looks okay for Biden, question mark. I thought it was going to be a Trump landslide, but yeah, what a crazy world we're living in. I hope everybody's safe and um, yeah, try and stay positive, guys. I don't know why this has turned into a motivational speech rather than... <laughs> 
what have you seen on TV this week? But there you go. <laughs> you know? um, well, no, that, that, no, but I think a lot of people are going through weird phases and not sure if they're in lockdowns or not and wherever you are in the world and stuff. So, yeah, keep positive, keep strong and keep party rocking as um, I'm sure someone said it once. LMFAO. It was it? them, was it? I was thinking then. I was thinking. Yeah. Well, they did that song Sorry for Party Rocking, didn't they? Uh, didn't they? The, the, why the, the is he sorry? Well, you've, sometimes you've got to be sorry. Like when you're constantly partying, it's going to annoy people, isn't it? Yeah, Some but, people want to go to bed. Like. Yeah, but Andrew WK um, always parties and he's never apologised. Nah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if he does. Do you know what? This is it. This, <laughs> is, this is what we got, yeah? Andrew WK. Sean Smith here of Raiders Band of Sapling Podcast, formerly of the Blackout. I don't believe that you party at all. <gasps> so, what you gonna this is a challenge. You are gonna have to come on the podcast to talk about partying with me soon. So if you don't, it obviously means you've never partied, you're scared of partying, and you're living a lie. And I can't accept that. So Andrew. Do the right thing and party with me. If that isn't an invitation, I don't know what is. Send them a message on Twitter, tag us, and let's make this happen. But with all the positivity, let's give a massive message of warm hugs. That's not a sentence. I'm sticking with Fucking it. Fucking hell. <laughs> to our fantastic Patreon community, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. If you haven't checked it out yet, please do. Sean's shaking his head at me. Uh, you can get involved with our wonderful community. Honest to God, they're like family. Everyone in there helps each other out in these dark, dark times, especially. to motivates each other, has a laugh. They give each other secret Santa gifts every single month i mean it's it's a jolly it's a jolly time patreon.com forward slash sapnin and we need to give a mahusive shout out to the elite members of the uh, community those are the top tiers obviously there's loads of names in the description we need to thank but sean is going to read out those people who've changed their name to funny things again on the podcast to spark up conversation go on sean you're going to scream at me about something let me hear it Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, a massive message of hugs that doesn't make sense to um, the brilliant Kylie Wheeler. Thank you very much, Mayumi Liwaway, Mitch Perry, Sarah Viking, Penis is for Lovers, James, Janelle Trickle Tequila Caston, Emma Barber, Kelly Young, Nathan Crawshaw, Dilly, you and your friends versus me in the Viking Penis, Grimwood, Liam Connolly, Michael Engler, Scooby Drew, Styles. Paul, welcome to the Viking Penis Parade, Hirschfield, <laughs> Kelly Owen, Kat Besant, Amandine Urbano, Tony Michael, Tom Panic at the Viking Penis Disco, Owen, Amy Campion, Johnny Phillips, Scott Viking Penis is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off, Jones, Ollie, famous last Viking Penis, Amesbury, Simon Amos, Jody Shannon, Jenny Sexyboy Munster, Kate Stevenson, Emily Senegals, Lucy Diaz, Dana Lazenova, Martina McManus, Kelly Enterimo Viking Penis, name you, Mallory, Erin Hour, John and Emma, Becky Andy, Marcy Jacobson, Louie Cook, Jason, the difference between medicine and poison is the Viking penis. <laughs> Redia, brilliant. Nula Clark, Jenny Robson, Sandra Kuachuk, Mike Cunningham, Kelly Cannon, Kevin Clark, Biff King, James McNaught, Livy Cropper, Tarula Grant, Stuart the Sinner Scene is a Viking penis, McNaught, Sharif Awadali, Lydia Henderson, Adam Parslow, new member, Adam Parslow. Oh, how do I pronounce Julia's surname here now? Julia Rowich? Rowitz. Rowich? Oh. And last, by no means least, Alice loves veiny wood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, everybody who's part of the Patreon. It's probably only you guys listening by now. Um, thanks, guys. You're fucking brilliant. You are hilarious. You make me laugh and I love you very much. Thank you very much to everybody who's listened to this episode. Thank you very much to Morgan for being in my life. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, and yes, I'm very, very excited for the future of the podcast and things we have coming up. And I hope listeners are too. Yes, I agree with everything Sean just said. Massive love to our Patreon community. You are our favourite humans. Love you very, very much, Sean. I'm excited too. But my final thought of the podcast is long live the Viking penis. <laughs> what is that about? Where have they got that from? What? A... I'll send you photos. I'm not going to... Uh, uh, oh. I was oh. about to say, because I'm not Googling Viking penis. I'll send you a message afterwards. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> if you want to see what Morgan Richards has sent Sean Smith, check out <laughs> Instagram.com forward slash SappeningPod. Anyway, yeah, thanks everyone. Um, right, tidy. Are we good to go? Yes. Tidy, lovely. Thank you very much, everyone. Stay safe. Keep your tongue out. Don't be sick. Please never die. Sappening. 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 You're listening to Sappening Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.